all during the day. Everybody say, Lord, bless Pastor Moore as he comes tonight. Jump on him, Jesus. Speak to us through your word today. Praise the Lord, church. Isn't it great to be here on this Wednesday night to join together in worship and prayer and thanksgiving. Second Chronicles 7. I'm just going to read the 14th verse. The 14th verse. Amen. I know I gave you all 12 and 13, but let's just read the 14th verse and we'll go back to those other verses. If my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from the wicked ways, then will I cure from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Recall a man to Israel uh, if they had transgressed, they Contrary to God's commandments and statutes, this is the prayer. This is what the tabernacle was built for. This is what Solomon's talking about. And this is response of the Lord to, to Solomon's prayer. Amen. That uh, amen. if they would repent, they would pray. The power. I want to talk a little bit tonight about the power of prayer. Amen. Man, the power of prayer can never be overrated. Okay. Lord bless us tonight Help us She move upon every soul Every heart Every life in this place tonight With the power of your word The power of your spirit She anoint us And help us God To bring forth It's our, our business here tonight To persuade To be persuaded Amen The power of prayer And the effects it can have Upon our lives As we humble ourselves And give ourselves unto it We're going to give you The praise The honor The thanks God For giving us this avenue That we could call on you That we can have fellowship with you That we can know your voice And know your heartbeat Right down to the individual And individual circumstances And situations Help us God When we get through here tonight We have a better understanding Of the power of prayer Amen In Jesus name we pray God bless you, and you may be seated. Praise God. I hope not to be too scattered mind tonight. I'm going to try not to be, but um, uh, man, the more you study about prayer and read about prayer and pray itself, as I mentioned maybe the first Wednesday tonight, regardless of how many books you read and uh, how much, how many messages you hear about it in different frames it comes from and avenues and things of that nature still the bottom line you got to pray you got to just get up and do it just got to make it up in your mind and your heart and spirit I'm going to talk to God and, and then there's all different types and we may talk about this sometimes I've heard some talking about different positions and some favor some more than others and them but most of us if we pray any length of time there's no telling what kind of positions we'll wind up in Amen. Before that uh, hour or 30 minutes or, or two hours or ever, what length of time it might be that we spend in prayer with God. And, and then it depends on the presence of God and the move of God in that time of prayer, what all may just happen. Uh, if you study out prayer, you're seeing there's, time, there's times of prayer of praise. And there's prayers of thanksgiving. There's prayers of intercessory. There's prayers of songs even. Uh, types of, of quoting of scriptures and so we've been instructed in many many ways uh, prayer has been talked about for all my life ever since I've been around church now it wasn't too talked you know they didn't talk too much about it in the Methodist movement uh, I, I, I don't know I guess maybe they did they did I didn't hear it and wasn't paying attention I was in teenage years so you know how it is but uh, I don't use that excuse it just anyway but uh, when you come to apostolics and you come to the word of God and you begin to study out and you look at the different times of prayer and prayers are mentioned throughout the scriptures and the power of them, the results of them. I mean, how many of you believe that we're in time? I mean, you believe that we're facing some of the most um, spiritual battles that we could ever face in our generation, our time. Amen. Even in our nation, the, uh, uh, the, the spiritual warfare that's going on from the White House right on down to our local uh, communities and around us. Amen. No doubt a lot of this is enhanced by different types of elements. I believe that strongly. I really do. And I believe that drugs is one of the most powerful methods. Amen. That 
that uh, man has given himself over to and through this power and through these elements it introduces them into and sets the frame of their mind and their heart and spirit and introduces them into places we would probably be shocked of some of the activities that goes on in this local in our community some things that possibly go home in homes of devil worshiping and it's trying to find inroads it's trying to find um, uh, avenues man to get into our country to get into our communities and right on into our families and loved ones Hollywood has played no doubt a great role in helping to introduce a lot of this a man to try to bring it in a form and manner of just Hollywood and TV well that's just TV but yet the effects upon about from it and the results are already beginning to show up a man uh, especially when you begin to talk about uh, the entertainment uh, uh, realms and to drawing our attention uh, I've done mention this but no doubt uh, uh, verbal bean has taught this he talks about it uh, some of the most powerful prayers is when every God gets your total attention and you get the attention of God but it's impossible to get the attention of God until you give him your attention and so any of you that uh, as we have prayed and all of us has experienced this it doesn't matter if it's a five-minute prayer or a five-hour prayer amen the real key to prayer amen is giving our undivided attention Amen. To get focused, to get connected. To, and, and when you step into across that line or into that realm and place, amen, of talking to God and experiencing God, I, I know I've mentioned that. Amen. Verbal, verbal bleeding again. I'm going to talk about different ones tonight. I'm, uh, reading a book of his, uh, starting just on the third chapter of it. Amen. Of a class that he taught many, many years ago. And now it's been written down. And so it's in a book form. And Brother Nathan bought it for me. I'm reading it to, and just have to go along with this listen to not all but some of the messages that he's been sending out if you've been keeping up with all of them and listen to all of those you've heard prayer amen to you about blue in the face amen if you're not practicing it now I don't know what's going to get you to practice it but God can build us a prayer room God can cause some things that instantly all of mine we start learning how to pray <coughs> we may not can do nothing but cry Jesus but I promise you we'll learn how to pray <coughs> and so uh, I want to talk a little bit about that tonight. I will not totally scratch the surface here tonight as we talk about, amen, the power of prayer, amen, amen, and, and, and the, you know, it's, it's no way, regardless how many books you read, how often you hear it, uh, how long we stay in these Wednesday nights talking about prayer, amen, it won't be overrated, I promise you, amen. There's a lot of things that might become overrated and, uh, you know, just uh, maybe too much indulging into that, but I promise you tonight as your pastor, uh, prayer will never be overrated in our lives you'll never reach a point in place amen that you've heard it all you've experienced it all because once you've experienced in one level of God in prayer there's another one waiting on you there's another experience there's another outpouring amen that's like coming to the house of God I'm glad every service is not just alike amen yes we want the pouring out of the spirit and yes we want to feel those shield bumps and we want to dance and we want to shout but it also takes those services amen of coming and sitting down and listening to the word of God to let the word of God be broken to us. Amen. Jesus Christ done this. In fact, one of the first times you're going to hear about or know anything about Jesus Christ praying, it's over blessing food. Did you know that it's not commanded in the Bible to bless our food? Did that catch you off guard? You know where we get it? By an example of Jesus Christ. That's where we get it. It's not commanded in the book. Really, we just follow the first example that Jesus gave us. The first prayer that you read about him is when he broke the bread and fed the 5,000. And he blessed it. And it multiplied. So the reason, you know, and I look around, and, well, I should have said that. <laughs> but I'm just going to say, <laughs> I'm just going to say God's blessing our food. We're doing a good job asking God to bless our food. How about that? Amen. Amen. It's working, so thank God for it. We're not going hungry. Amen. We're not worried about what we're going to eat. We're not like a lot of nations that don't want prayer in their nations. They don't want to call on the name of Jesus. You know what? They ought to look around. They ought to take a, start examining what's going on around them, and then they realize, why does everybody want to come to America? 
Because America was once known and still known as far as we're concerned to be a Christian nation. We believe in the power of prayer. We pray before events. We pray before anything else happens because we want the presence of God in it. We want the anointing of God on it. We want the blessings of God involved in it. It doesn't matter if we're playing volleyball. It don't matter if we're joining at the church. It doesn't matter, amen, if we're going fishing or hunting. We want the blessings of God. It doesn't matter if we're just going to Walmart. We want the blessings of God with us. We pray when we're driving down the road. We pray when we walking up and down those aisles. We pray God help us get, get, get a, may have a good deal. God help us find the clearance sale. Help us find that thing that's hid. I mean, we pray about all things, a different thing. Prayer is just a natural thing for a Christian to do. And shame on us when we don't do it. Amen. Why? Because I'm telling us tonight, you can be seated. It, prayer. There's so much power in prayer. Amen. Amen. We, we sing the song sometimes. My wife sings that song when laying in the bed. But then prayer is made. The power of it. Amen. We see these things happen. And so when I use this tonight as, as maybe a title, uh, it's, uh, I promise you, uh, I won't scratch the surface here tonight. But I hope to bring out just maybe a couple of golden nuggets here tonight to help us to really... That, that will maybe stir us maybe in a way tonight uh, that would take up residence in our mind, in our hearts, in our spirit. You know, I about decided the miracles won't do. <laughs> Let me, if God gave you a million dollars, would you pray about that or probably shout about it and worship and praise and But if God attacked one of your children, or you as diagnosed with a sickness, or if you found yourself in a financial uh, dilemma, what's going to happen? So, now I'm going to ask you again. Do you believe we're in end time? Do you believe that we're in troubling times, difficult times? And so, that ought to engage in us a willing to pray, a passion, and a desire to pray. I'm not saying we're not, so don't take it that way. But the more you pray, that this statements are right. I, I still remember seeing some of those banners hanging. The more you pray, the more you want to pray. The least you pray, the least you want to pray. You know, it, it's kind of like good homemade ice cream. You know, you eat one bowl, but the more you eat, the more you want to eat. <laughs> and sometimes, you know, you just, you know, say, well, I'm going to suffer the consequences. And you start looking feel like a toad frog and then you have to work on it don't you so anyway I, I want to talk a little bit about this tonight and uh, I sure hope when I, I feel you know there's a lot of when it's Wednesday night I know that and I understand all that but hey you know just kind of settle down settle down your heart your mind your spirit and and, and let me just talk to you a little bit here tonight amen I, I know I probably won't have the time to cover maybe everything I don't have three pages but man I got so much that I've I've, I've um, I tried not to, but I did. So I'm going to go back. You know, we used this verse already as a focus verse, I think the first night, the first Wednesday night. And um, what's this verse really all about? What's unfolding here and what God's talking about? Because we spent, what, 28, 29 weeks on doctrines, commandments and doctrines and teachings of the Lord Jesus Christ. And um, that, that didn't just start in the New Testament. That was just as important in the Old Testament. Amen. And for them to keep those commandments and statutes and principles. And so a lot hinged on that. When you back up just a chapter or two. As you back up to the sixth chapter. And you begin to watch. Amen. As this unfolds and leads up to this. And the next couple of chapters. To where God's responding to Solomon. Were. And I'm not going to preach on this. But I do believe this. 
And it's going to be pointed out here tonight in some of our scriptures. A man of promises. Promises. How many of you believe that God gives us promises? We know that all promises are what? Are yea and amen in Christ Jesus. Does that guarantee us the promises to be fulfilled in our lives? Just automatically. It doesn't, does it? But there's one important element that brings these promises to pass. And one of the elements that plays a very important role in this is prayer. Even sometimes God wants us to just man up. Just get on our feet and stand. God, you promised me that you wouldn't forsake me. God, you promised me that you'd answer. That you, I know by the word of God I'm praying your will. Sometimes God wants to hear that voice from the earth. That'll move him. That'll start. Now there is a difference of being arrogant, high-minded, bossy. You're just going to twist his arm. Are you going to live your life like you want to live? And then they'll just turn around and demand God. No. First requirement is to keep his commandments and statutes and principles and offer your bodies a living sacrifice, holding septum God, walking in his path, walking in his promises, and walking in his truth, walking in his love, doing what you know that's right, living the life. Obedience. I don't know how many of you caught that the other night in the preacher. Amen. He didn't focus a lot on the obedience part, but get results from God and get results from prayers and, and, and living for God. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Obedience plays a very important role in all of this. Okay? So, but it's, if, if we've been obedient to the voice of God, the call of God, the election of God, and we're keeping His commandment, then that gives us a right to boldly come to the throne of God in a time that we need grace to find mercy and attain that grace to overcome whatever may be warring or battling against us. We're number one, we're not, we're not, we, we can't compete against sin. We can't compete against the devil. We, we can't even match the angelic host, hallelujah, and the spiritual realm that we're warring against. But by the power of prayer, there's an endued power that I believe that comes by prayer, amen, that's even activated, and I'm going to put the, I'm going to let the rabbit kind of out just a little bit here, amen, that, that there's a power in prayer, amen, if we see demonstrations of the power of prayer, even before that power or in due power the Holy Ghost came upon individuals now watch this number one, you're not going to get the Holy Ghost without praying okay but once you've prayed and acquired it and obtained it, you're not going to keep that power operating in your life without prayer. The Holy Ghost alone cannot keep you. The power of the Holy Ghost alone. Because there's so much power that's invested in a prayer life. Can you back any of that up? Okay. Let's go to Acts the 10th chapter. I'm sorry, man. Let's go to Acts the 10th chapter. A read of a man called Cornelius. A read of a man that before he got the Holy Ghost, he wasn't a Jew. He's a Gentile. He's an overseer of, they believe, of at least a thousand men. A centurion over a tired band. And the scriptures have taught us in that second verse that of his, his prayers and almsgiving has become as a memorial before God. Cornelius has given us an example of a power that comes from God even prior to the receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You could take the nominal world out there if they start sincerely praying and with earnestness and with sincerity, they'll pray themselves out of that denominal belief. 
They'll pray themselves out of those out, outside the doctrines of truth. That prayer life, whenever it starts really getting a hold of them and gets a hold of their mind and spirit, that prayer life will lead them to a place of truth. That prayer life will lead them to, an, to a time or encounter with God that God will actually send an angel to them and give them instruction to send to a man of God that can tell them how to be saved. So praying alone won't save you, but without praying, you can't be saved. There's, there's a lot. I'm going to throw some stuff that may, get, may cause you to think a little different tonight. Okay? And I hope when I'm through, though, that it puts something inside of every one of us. Saying, you know what? I'm gonna, I've been praying, but I'm going to pray more. I'm gonna, as I mentioned it a couple of weeks ago, one of the first things that Brother Holmes in that six steps. I don't know if you ever read it. It's just a little book. I don't know if any of you got it. Man, the first thing he addresses, the attitude of prayer. It's an attitude. It's a continuation. It's something that's constantly up on your heart or in your mind. Amen. Prayer and talking to God and visiting with him. So when you back up on some of this and you begin to see where the promises, amen, actually. And uh, if y'all can follow me, you follow me. If you can't, just that's fine. But when you go to 1 Chronicles 17 and 23 through 27, in those three verses, amen, it talks about David and it talks about, amen, about God. It says, for thou, O my God, hast told thy servant that thou will build him a house. Therefore thy servant hath found in his heart to pray before thee. And now, Lord, thou art God and hast promised this goodness unto thy servant. Amen. So I'm going to pray. I'm going to believe. I'm going to see this come to pass. To see this happen. Uh, your promises that are given to us by God sometimes have to be prayed down. And it's your consistency and steadfastness in prayer. Uh, seeing this happen. Let me mention something else. Uh, the other thing that Brother Verbal Bean taught in the first lesson. He talks about uh, memorial prayers. Um, and he talks about current prayers. Um, and his approach. And let me jump. Just giving you some highlights of it. Uh, but uh, his, his approach to all prayers. Say for instance we come up and pray for the sick. And things of that nature. His current prayer is God would do. He, he's praying with expecting and believing for uh, speedy results. Amen. He's wanting something to happen then and now. Amen. Because he believes it's how God wants us to pray to, to begin with. Amen. And so that current prayer, that, that power of God, the miraculous, within the hour, we read that several times in the scripture. How many of you want to see a notable miracle? How many of you want to see, amen, you know, if you need a miracle, you want the miracle now. Amen. Not tomorrow, a week from now. But a memorial prayer is those, amen, that you're consistent with. And they become, amen, a daily prayer because you hadn't, the, the prayer hadn't been answered. And so you just be, you're consistent with it and you on a daily basis, you put petition heaven or the throne room of God and you lift that individual or that dilemma or that situation up on a regular basis in your times of prayer just reminding God and presenting God unto it. We see this example with the widow that needed deliverance from an adversary, amen, that a judge, amen, that was, didn't regard or fear God or man, amen, but because of her continual coming. And so we see, we are learning some methods and means and ways of prayers, amen, of how to get things done in the kingdom of God and the work of the Lord. And the Bible says not to faint in praying, not to grow weary, amen, in praying. Hallelujah. To, to, uh, the, that, that practice of prayer and giving ourselves unto this is how we're going to tame and receive the promise of God. Anybody in this house tonight that don't have the Holy Ghost, that ought to be your main prayer. Amen. God, I want the Holy Ghost. And God, whatever it takes for me to receive the Holy Ghost, if you'll quicken me, if you'll speak to me, if you'll open it up to me, hallelujah, God. And that should be the heart of that of the prayer of that individual because that's the most important prayer that you and I can pray in a lost condition so as we look at this and we're going to see some of the first not the first by far by far by far amen we got many had them different ones that we could look to and see the power of prayer and, and the outcome of these but I, I didn't want to just go to some of the same ones we hear all the time I'm asking God to help us to reach into the places in this word to pull out some things that maybe we never really thought about amen and looked at before that'll move us and stir us because if we're if if all of this you know it's just like the doctrines we spent 28 29 weeks on the doctrines but if you didn't receive any of them doctors and not practicing those doctors don't believe in them doctors that's just wasted time 
that was a waste of the time, amen, of God's grace and God's time and all of that. You know, now you can be held accountable for that. I ain't pointing nobody here. I'm just saying, you know, and so it's likewise here. This, this talking and preaching and doctrine and all the listening you're doing about praying. But if it never engages you or persuades you to start praying, then it's all in vain for the individual. So something has to prompt us. To pray and to be willing to pray in the Holy Ghost and pray by faith. Praying that believing. Hallelujah. That when you bow your knees or wherever you build your altar, wherever, if you sit in your chair or rocker, just ever how you choose to do that. Amen. And I believe there's times and settings for all of it. I believe there are times that maybe you don't make a sound. But you're praying with everything it is within you. And I believe there's times that you ought to be screaming with everything it is, that it is within you. I believe there's times for that. You get the right situation, you won't worry about Susie, and you won't worry about Jack, and you won't worry about nobody else. You won't worry about nobody. And care, you care less what they think and what it looks like and what it sounds like. <laughs> but I don't always have to be in that kind of situation to pray with that kind of passion or faith. Because, how do you remember one of the first things? What does prayer do? What does it work on? What's it do? Draw us nigh to God. Uh, it works on what? Our fellowship. Our companionship. This is how we know one of us. Through communication. Prayer is nothing but talking to God. It's communication with God. Amen. You can't expect, you know, if you never pray, you can't all of a sudden, you know, that's like, you know, being away from the family for 40 years and then you come driving up and come running in the house and busting the door. I mean, 40 years, I don't care how well you take care of yourself, you don't look like you did 40 years ago. And if you didn't give no notice that you was coming, and you just come busting up in there, and it's 1 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> well, that's mama's house, that's daddy's house, and that's what it might be. But you can't just come, and that's the same way with God. We don't talk to him on a regular basis. Amen. See, that's, that's because now we have fellowship with him. He, he knows, not only do we know, as he mentioned his voice, but he knows our voice. It's kind of like knowing that baby's cry. You can have two or three babies that cry out at the same time in this house, and believe it or not, most every mother will know, hey, that was mine. They know that voice. They know that cry. So God works, this all works in the same way, to know that cry, to know that heart's cry. In that time, in that moment. Why is all of this so important? Because there's going to be times in our lives when we don't have time to fast three days. We don't have time, amen, to catch up on our prayer life. And we haven't prayed in six months, and now we've got to pray for 12 hours to try to catch up on some of it. You don't have time for that. So, so that's the reason this continual. You know, that's the reason it's a lot better, amen, to eat, you know, two or three times a day than just eat once a day, but yet, you know, just indulge. And, you know, that's not the healthiest thing to do. Well, anyway, praise God. Well, Daniel prayed three times a day. You know, so, so there is a pattern here. There is a, we know that the disciples are going to the hour of prayer. Amen. The first miracle took place in the temple. What was they going to do? They was going to the temple to pray for the hour of prayer. Amen. So we, we realize, man, the power of this. So when you back up and look at this and you go into your house of the Lord, it's going to be committed to or dedicated. Second Chronicles, the sixth chapter. And, and Solomon's here and he's, he's talking to the Lord. He said, the Lord hath said that he would dwell in this thick darkness. And so, but I have built a house of habitation for thee and a place for thy dwellings forever. And the king turned his face and blessed the whole congregation of Israel. And all the congregation of Israel stood. And he said, bless me, the Lord God of Israel, who by his hands fulfilled that which he spake which he, with his mouth by his father David saying since the day that I brought forth my people out of the land of Egypt I chose no city among all the tribes of Israel but to build an house in that my name might be there neither chose I any man to be a ruler over my people but I have chosen Jerusalem that my name might be there and have chosen David to be the over over my people Israel now it was in the heart of David by the father to build and house for the house of the Lord God of Israel if you back up a little bit you can read about that Nathan had to go to him you know the story had blood on his hands and things of this nature so he didn't allow him to build it amen so he'd done the next best thing amen he began to lay up and store up amen and he prays for Solomon to take 
take over. So now Solomon's here. He's built this tabernacle. He wants God to respond to him. And so Solomon's addressing this as he's addressing the congregation. How God, how God has brought his promise to pass what he said that he was going to do. Amen. And so here we are. We're singing this. We're watching this being fulfilled. And so he goes on a little bit further. But when you drop down to about the 12th verse of this same chapter, you're going to see there that he stood before the altar of the Lord in the presence of all the congregation of Israel and spread forth his hands. Amen. So practice of worshiping, lifting hands was practiced in the Old Testament before you ever even get into the New Testament. So it is a common thing, amen, in time of prayer to lift your hands as you lift your heart. I heard, amen, Brother Cody Marks talking about him. And the same thing, if you heard, listen to uh, one of the preachers, maybe it was Brother uh, Sunday here with it, Brother Phillips, I don't know, but one of them, amen, and if you, if you tie these lessons together or message together, as Brother Cody Marks talking about, open yourself. You got to open yourself. I make the statements a lot of times here. God, the Holy Ghost, the power of God will move what? Least resistance. If you won't resist Him, if you'll open yourself and won't resist Him, the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God would move in. So this is the same, this is what prayer does. But anyway, we're watching this. So when you open or lift your hands, and so Solomon's here and he's going to lift his hands. And Solomon made a brazen scaffold. Amen. Five cubits long and five cubits broad. So it's about seven foot by seven foot. He's built this scaffold. Amen. For he's going to get up on this scaffold. It's somewhere around about four foot, four and a half feet tall. Amen. Amen. And so he's built this thing for him to get up on. Now he don't get on it to stand and all. But if you read there, he knelt down on his knees. Amen. Before the congregation. And as he kneels down before them in the congregation. Amen. Solomon had a... Um, cubit to high feet and knelt down on his knees before all the congregation and spread forth his hands to toward heaven. So we got a pattern. We got an example how Solomon's going to pray and how God's going to call him God to move upon this tabernacle and upon this because he wanted the glory of God to fill this tabernacle. He didn't want to spend all this time and effort and money and God not show up in it. You know, we want to put time and effort. We have nice parking lots and nice buildings and nice chairs and, and nice furniture and things of this and the music and all this other. But if the glory of God don't show up in this place, hey man, it's all really a waste of time. If God's not involved in it, if God's power's not involved in it, we don't see deliverance and we don't see miracles and we don't see these things happen. There's something's wrong. Hey man, because the buildings are long. It don't matter if they're, they're $2.5 million buildings. It don't matter if we drove up in, in 19 Cadillacs and, and 1,400 other type of vehicles that cost $100,000 or more. Amen. That's not going to get anything done in the spiritual realms of Jesus Christ. It may impress the community. It may cause them to have jealousy toward us. But the real power, amen, about the house of God is the glory of God to show up. We preached on the glory of God just here a little while back. The only way we can have the glory of God, there's got to be honest and sincere prayer on a daily basis. God, I want your glory. I don't want man's reward. I don't want man's glory. I want God's glory. There's a difference between the two. And the only way to get all glory to show up, all prayer meetings has got to happen. Amen. At home and at the house of God, we've got to get to that place. We're not ashamed and we're not hesitant about praying. Amen. Praise God. We're taught in the scriptures to pray about everything. I'm going to talk about that. Deuteronomy Moses talks about that. Pray about everything. Pray about it. He's in everything. Everything. And I mentioned that to start with, didn't I? Amen. You go to Walmart, you pray for the best deal. You go to buy a car, you want the best deal. Man, you go to purchase things and buy things and you don't pray, shame on you. Well, what did Brother Ford say about Brother Buford? He said he wouldn't even buy a pair of shoes without praying over them. Maybe we need to get back to some of that. Before we purchase things and make decisions. Here's, now, whoa, there's the answer. If we make these decisions and don't pray about it, how many other decisions are we making and not praying about it? In fact, if we're not careful, we'll get into a place where we make all the decisions and don't pray about it. We'll just let it fall where it falls. Just let it happen as it happens. It's just life. That's the way the denominal world works. I'm not being ugly and I'm not judging him. I'm just telling you, I'm there. I was there. I know. That's the ring they hand you a pamphlet when you come in, how everything's going to happen. Because God's not involved in it. Prayer's not involved in it. We, this is how it's going to be done. This is the songs we're going to sing. This is what we're going to preach about. And you're going to be out by 8 o'clock. You know, you can set your, your crop pot and have everything ready at 8.15. You're rolling on the garage. 
But when God gets involved in things, sometimes our timepieces, our ideals and opinions and how it ought to happen and when it ought to happen has to change. But this is what prayer does. The power of prayer that changes situations. The power of prayer can speak to mountains by faith. Sometimes, amen. You know what? I believe. Uh, how many still remember the little statement I used to make? I hadn't made it in a long time. But can you eat an elephant? Sure you can eat an elephant. One bite at a time. It may take you a long time. We eat a bunch of chocolate bunnies around here. I know we could eat a chocolate elephant. Amen. It may take us a little while. I've seen them pull out them Reese's. Look like they're about that big around. Hallelujah. That's close to the elephant. About as big as his foot anyway. <laughs> and we eat it. So I, what I'm telling us by prayer, it doesn't matter. I want you to understand tonight. If you, get your, your, you keep your prayer line, I don't care what's coming down the pipe. I don't care what kind of road you're on. I don't care what kind of devils or situations or trials. And I'm going to finish that up with that. Hallelujah. Because watch it. Prayer. Amen. Prayer. Amen. Brother Jesus talked to him. He said, pray that he enter not into temptation. Could it be the reason the world and the churches, churches under so much temptation is because of lack of prayer? Prayer will keep you out of temptation. Prayer will keep it from ever even knocking on your door or showing up in your life because they don't have access because that prayer life, God kept it drove away. It's just simply we obey the word of God and pray. That he enter not into the hour of temptation. I believe there's some things that God can really keep us from. I believe God can keep the church and individuals from trials and from certain things. But it hinges on prayer. Okay? Now prayer can sometimes cause us to have to take on battles. But don't worry. If you're praying... And obeying to God, God's going to work it out. He's going to make it fine. And so as we saw this unfolded, my time's way too far gone, so I'm just going to push on from that. But I'm just trying to give you an idea. If you read on through that, if you would, read that, the rest of that chapter. And then when you go to the seventh chapter, you're going to see there as you begin to look at that seventh chapter. Amen. And look at about the 12th verse. Let's just go to Second uh, Chronicles 7 or 12. Now, this is where it came from. This is a focus verse. And, and really, for this to be effective, I should have kind of addressed the rest of it, but time just won't let me. So, so we're going to move on from that. So if you would, go back and read that. Maybe you've got it memorized. So you know where I'm at, and you know what's happened here, what's unfolded, how God's brought this about. Amen. And the power of it. Because what Solomon talks about in this tabernacle and the power of prayer, turning their faces, calling on God, calling on the name of God. It didn't matter if they had transgressions against a brother. It didn't matter if the enemy come up against them. It didn't matter what kind of trials or battles they faced. If they would turn their faces, if they could make their way to the tabernacle and they would begin to pray, God would show them mercy and God would show them compassion and God would deliver them. I'm telling you, power, the prayer, amen, will deliver you when nothing else will deliver you. When the preacher can't say the right thing, when the soul can't seem to have the right, right lyrics to it. Amen. Prayer, amen, opens you into an avenue and into a power and a demonstration of God's glory and God's power to move down on the inside of us and inside our minds and hearts and our spirits. Amen. To bring liberty and bring deliverance and bring strength and energy that you can't find here. If you're battling with the world, pray. If you're afflicted, pray. If you've got struggle to the devil, pray. I tell you, prayer will do things that nothing else can do. Prayer calls faith. Prayer calls love. Prayer calls uh, uh, true honesty and sincerity and a love for God, the things of God. Prayer, amen, opens the windows and the doors of all of this. I just can't help but believe and come to that conclusion tonight that probably one of our biggest problems is the lack thereof. Because our country, our nation, has done everything it can to take prayer. Take prayer out of our schools. Take prayer out of our public meetings. Take prayer out of our, out our senators. The, the, one of the leading senators, amen, over the Republican Party right now. And boy, they, they rubbing him up one side and down the other because he wants to start ever meeting by prayer. Amen. By prayer. 
because he knows where his help comes from. He may not believe just like you and I today, but he understands if he knows anything about history, if he knows anything about our forefathers, he understands it was by prayer. Amen. Calling on God's mercy and grace to help us. Help us in battles. Help us in troubles. Help us make right decisions. This God knows all the tomorrows. He knows the right business bills to make. Hallelujah. He knows the right direction to take. He knows what's going to be popular. Hallelujah. It's prayer. Amen. That opens up the avenues and the, and the doorways. Amen. To, 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 for us to be what God wants us to be. Amen. That we can be a blessing to the kingdom of God and the service of the Lord. Amen. Prayer is what's going to make a difference in this local assembly. And it's, it's catching on. We got more and more coming. Amen. Coming here to pray. Amen. Taking our time to come. Picking times to come. Because there's something about coming to the house of God and praying. Calling on God and the power of God. And, and some of you already I picked up. Well, I don't have time. You better start making time. I'll tell you right now. You better start making time. Because God, I'm telling you, you can't make it without it. You're not skillful enough. You don't have enough talents. You don't have enough money. You don't have enough education. You don't have enough of all those resources without prayer. But you can take the simple and the poorest and those that nobody knows. Pray that prayer this afternoon, tonight. Amen. Man, God's, God loves to help the poor. God loves to move upon widows and strangers and those that don't have resources. But they pray. And they got faith in God. And they call on Him. They cry out to Him. And God moves and God touches. God moves, amen, and hallelujah, and helps us. Amen. So as we look at this and watch it unfold, amen, and you can see where David, and I want to talk just a little bit maybe here, amen, as he taught us in Psalms and other places, amen, Psalms 18 and 3, I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised, so shall I be saved from my enemies. I call upon the Lord, amen. I didn't look, but I just wondered how often that statement alone is throughout the Old Testament and in Psalms, amen, a calling upon the Lord, amen. We can go right into the New Testament. He, those that call upon who call upon Jesus Christ those that lift up their voices with, with the power of prayer and supplication God moves it moves God on their behalf you could go to 1 Samuel 20 and 3 and David swore before all he said amen I'm just going to give you the last part of that and here's what I'll talk about he talks about because you see David knew what it was to be in struggle David knew what it was amen to, to, to somebody to be after him that had some authority and power upon this earth David knew what it was amen amen it felt like everybody is coming up against him and things of that nature. First Samuel is 23 and the latter part of that verse said there is but a step between me and death as he was talking to Jonathan. There's just one step, amen, between me and death. Amen. Any moment, any time I feel that pressure, amen, upon me. And First Samuel 27 and 1 David said in his heart, I shall not perish. I shall now perish one day by the hand of Saul. He done reached a point in the place he thought for surely Saul was going to get him. Saul was going to be able to overtake him and overpower him but you know what God kept him and God preserved him and he talks about that you can go to Psalms 116 I love the Lord you know why because he hath heard my voice and my supplications because he hath inclined his ear unto me therefore will I call upon him as long as I live I'm going to call on this name as long as there's breath in these lungs and ability to call on him it doesn't matter if I'm laying flat on my bed if I'm laying a man in another dilemma or another situation I'm going to know how to call on this name because I know a God that will hear me. I know a God that I can move on my behalf. I know a God that will move in my dilemmas. I know a God that can bring me out of darkness. I know a God that can deliver me from the enemy, the powers thereof. Amen. The fourth verse of that same chapter talks about, then call I upon the name of the Lord. Amen. So there's just something about it. Hallelujah. I could run you to, real quick to the first uh, New Testament, the first Corinthians 15 and 30. Why stand he in jeopardy every hour? This is Paul's talking. Amen. Standing in jeopardy. Ladies and gentlemen, if we're Holy Ghost filled and walking for God, I promise you, you're in the cross errors of the devil. You're in the cross errors of the spirits and the demonic forces and the powers that wars against us in the world that we're living in tonight. But the difference 
conference is going to be his prayer. Amen. I could take you to Romans 8 and 36 and 39. I'm not going to do it. I don't have the time. I'm going to take you though to Psalms 91 and 13. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and the adder, the young lion and the dragon shall thy transfer trample under feet because he had set his love before me. Therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me. Hallelujah. You know what we're going to do? We're going to call on the name of Jesus. The world around us and everybody's trying to tell don't pray in the name of Jesus. That ought to make us want to cry it out more. When the world's trying to tell us not to do it, heaven's telling us to do it. When the devil's trying to tell us not to do it, that's the reason we ought to do it. Because we know that it's working against him. That's the name he has to bow to. That's the name he has to submit to. That's the name he has all power in heaven and earth. When you call on this name in prayer and supplication, I'm telling you, it moves a power and authority and a dominion. You gotta shake yourself. Hell, you, you gotta rise up. There's a different dominion for you tonight. There's a different authority and power that God wants to take up residence in your life and residence in your heart. But it only comes by prayer. It only comes by prayer. Amen. Jeremiah helped us out. I won't, I won't turn to all of it, but in Jeremiah, the 29th chapter, you can look at it, the 11th verse, 7 through 14, actually. Jeremiah 7 through 14. And he talks about in that particular chapter. It's a letter that Jeremiah writes to those that's carried into captivity. It's those that's in Babylon that he's writing to. You know what he tells them? He says, pray for peace in the city. In Babylon. The city that you're in, in Babylon, you pray, you pray for peace in this city. He doesn't stop there. He stops down about the 11th verse. And he puts it this way. And seek the peace of the city, whither I have called you to be carried away captives. And pray unto the Lord for it. For in the peace thereof shall he have peace. I'm telling you, in a world that's full of turmoil. In a world, amen, that don't know if they're up and down. Don't you let fear grip you. You just pray. He's the prince of peace. The counselor. The almighty. The everlasting one. He can protect us when nothing else can protect us. He can keep us, amen, nobody else can keep us. Hallelujah. You don't have to depend on this and depend on man's way. You got to depend on God's way. You got to depend on God to fight your battle. I'm not coming to get you with spirit and sword, but I'm coming to get you in the name of the Lord of hosts. Hallelujah. I'm going to use a method, amen, you ain't never thought of, but God gave me the skill and God put the anointing on me and the giant's coming down. The giant's are still not going to defeat the church. The giant's ain't going to defeat the praying people. If you don't pray, you got to be defeated. But if you pray, there's nothing going to defeat you. Praise God. Have I persuaded you tonight to pray? Have I persuaded you tonight that there's power in prayer? Have I persuaded you not to get excited about prayer? I'm not real sure. I do believe there's, a, there's, a, there's an atmosphere that changes when it clicks. I believe it changes. Changes in us, changes around us. There's something about it. When that revelation hits us. Amen. To get me out of my rut. To get me out of my routine. Get me out of that place. Well, I, you know, I, I, I just, you know, no. Amen. To have a real fellowship with God. You got to sometimes shove everything else aside. And you got to get in that closet. And you got to talk to God. You got to call on his name. Allow his power and his grace and his mercy to move upon our behalves and move upon our souls. I know what time's up. I'm three minutes past, but hallelujah. I know they're probably busy, but anyway, you can stand. But I want to mention something else to you tonight. Matthew 26 and 41 says, watch and pray that he enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. The only way to overcome the weakness of flesh is by prayer. I love singing. I love preaching. I love all those things. Thank God for them. They all got their place. But none of them could take the place of prayer to deliver. Watch this. Matthew 24 and 42. Watch therefore, for ye know not what hour your Lord doth come. But know this, that if the good man of the house had known in what watch the thief would come, he would have watched and would not have suffered his house to be broken up. Therefore be ye also ready. For in such an hour as ye think not, the Son of Man cometh. 
You know what's going to keep us from being caught? And Jesus Christ coming to catch us as a thief is prayer. And nothing else is going to take the place. You can come to the house of God on a regular basis. You can pay your tithes on a regular basis. You can claim to be a Christian on your regular basis. You can even read your Bible on a regular basis. But if you don't build a prayer life with him, he's going to come as a thief. He's going to come and you're not going to know he's going to come. You're not going to be ready, but you're going to be asleep. Because you're either going to be asleep or you're going to be praying. Because praying an honest and sincere prayer is the only thing that can quicken the spirit in us. Hallelujah. The sleep of the spirit. The sleeping of the soul. The only thing that can wake that soul. Only thing that can stir that soul. Only thing that give us a pure heart and a pure mind and a readiness to be ready to go. It's a, a constant life of prayer and having contact with God Almighty. Watch this here tonight. Hallelujah. When you go to Ephesians 6 and 12 and 18, I won't read all of it, but you know we're fighting a battle. We're not fighting a flesh and blood battle. We're fighting a spiritual battle and we're fighting against spiritual weakness in high places and rulers of darkness. Hallelujah. And we got a whole armor to put on and you know about the armor, but when you drop down to the 18th verse with all the armor that you got on, praying always with all prayers and supplications in the spirit, in the spirit, that's capitalized. You and I got to pray in the Holy Ghost. You and I got to get in the Holy Ghost in our prayers. And they can't just be when we show up here. It's got to be at the house. It's got to be when we nail in prayer and talk to God by ourselves or with somebody. That's, our, that's, that's the goal. It's get in the spirit. addresses it this way but the end of all things is at hand but he therefore sober watch unto prayer you know why Jesus may come upon the earth and find no faith because there's no prayer you know why Jesus may come and we're not ready and he comes a thief it's because of lackness on my part prayer but if I pray I'll be ready and I'll find a strength and help that no no physicians in this world can help me with no lawyers no new song I'm not throwing down on none of them I'm just telling us tonight the power of prayer can never be overrated results of it that gets in us, that gets a hold of us that brings us that quickens us that helps us, amen we can live in some of the most dangerous places but the power of prayer can build a hedge around us that I'm telling you the devil can't penetrate it and if they try God's got the right to kill them and he'll do it for a prayer warrior. Because God understands the importance of prayer warriors in his kingdom upon this earth. And he's not about to let the devil take them out. Oh, I feel, man. <laughs> Praise God. I'm not going there, but we could tonight. Nehemiah 1 and 6. You heard of the condition. Prayer. Prayer is what made the difference for Nehemiah. To have the mind of God and have the blessings of the king. Amen. To fulfill what God had called him to do. It's called prayer. Let's pray, church. Let's pray like we've never prayed before. Let's take out time. Practice it. Practice it driving down the road. It'd do my heart to pull upside some of y'all and I could see you over slapping that shit. We're praying in the name. Oh, praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, praise God. Hallelujah. Yeah, they own something. They are. They own something. You better believe it. Man. I don't want them to call me and tell me that you're. You know, you're making an uproar because you couldn't handle your spirit and got out of hand. But if they call me, amen, because you was in the Holy Ghost and praying, let them call me. I'll come get you out. I'll come help pay bail on it. If I can afford it, we'll write the check.
we can at least get you out till it bounces. <laughs> Then we go back together. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. Because <laughs> God's good to us. Let's pray. Let's talk to Him. I'm going to tell you something. God will talk to you in your private time of prayers. Watch this. When He gets your attention, guess what? He's going to give you His attention. And when you get God's attention, honey, you can expect the miraculous and the supernatural to happen. But it's only going to come by a personal prayer and encounter with God. Pray like we've never prayed. God bless you tonight. Love you. Appreciate you. Don't forget Sunday morning. Amen. But Brother Sanford, Brother Young Sanford, Brother Adrian Sanford will be with us Sunday night. Sunday night. Okay? Love you. Appreciate you. God bless you. I know children of church probably needs their parents. God bless you.